Shut up and sit down. Hello and welcome to Futures Focus. Opening day week is here. Finally. My name is Alex Sanchez. This is a podcast brought to you by Prospects 1500. David Gasper joining me per usual. How's it going over there, David? Oh, it's going good, man. I'm ready for uh, some opening day. We got AAA opening day already here, so uh, I'm excited, man. I'm pumped. As am I. We're coming at you a little bit later. I think it's going to work out okay because uh, we had to push back the recording. I got this is birthday month. I got daughter's birthday, wife's birthday, mother's birthday, and father's birthday all within a span of about 15 days. It's nuts. So um, I'm lucky to even have a chance to get this done right now. But it's opening day, and um, here we are. Here we are, man. It's finally here. Rob Manfred tried to prevent it, but we're here. We have so much to talk about. I don't even know where to begin, to be honest with you. I mean, we have the biggest news and notes section ever. We're not even going to be able to talk about all this because we have bold predictions we have to get to. I have to talk about how good our predictions were. I'm not going to say great, but they were pretty good predictions based on last year. I listened back to that episode. I don't know if you've had a chance to or not, but we did pretty darn good, honestly. We did pretty darn good. So I'll get to that as well. Um, I mean, there's just loads to talk about, but let's just go with the news and notes right away because we have a ton of prospects that are going to be making their debut here in a day or two on Thursday and or Friday. Um, I'm just going to go through the list of guys that are, are ho- we're hoping to see start. I'm assuming they're going to be starting. If they, if they bring these guys up, they got to be starting is what I say. So I'm just going to list the big ones and I want you to tell me who you're most excited for. That's going to be pretty tricky, I think. But we have Josh Lowe, Bobby Witt, Bryson Stott, Julio (laughs) Rodriguez. Are you kidding me? Spencer Torkelson and looks like C.J. Abrams. Are Are you joking? Who are you most excited? Is it even possible to pick one? Do I have to pick just one? I want you to, but then you can say, okay. uh, but I'm also excited. Um, okay, so the first, I think I got to be most excited for Bobby Witt, right? I mean, he, he's the number one prospect on pretty much most lists. Um, he's going to be the shortstop of the future for the Kansas City Royals. Uh, he's got, you know, everything you could really kind of be looking for. Um, you know, he's got the bloodlines, he's got the hit tool, he's got the power, he's got the speed. I mean, he, he's got what you want. Um, so I'm really excited for Bobby Witt. I'm excited to see him. I'm really excited that the Kansas City Royals uh, brought him up on the opening day roster. And this is something that I've been saying for the past couple of weeks. If anyone is going to bring these guys up for opening day, it would probably be Dayton Moore and the Royals. And I was right that they would, but also a lot of others have joined in as well. I mean, the, the Tigers with Spencer Torkelson, that's something that's really exciting. Uh, also another big one here, Riley Green probably would have made the opening day roster, but he fractured his foot. Uh, He fouled a pitch off his foot. So Riley Green is going to miss uh, the first uh, bit of the season with an injury. So he's not going to make that start. I would have been really excited for him and Torkelson combined together in Detroit. Uh, But instead, it's just Torkelson there. Uh, But that's another one that's really exciting uh, for me. And it was really exciting to see 
Um, you know, Miguel Cabrera gave him the first baseman's mitt, you know, kind of cemented, you know, the, the passing of the torch here. Um, but uh, another one that, I mean, God, you could just go on and on here. But Julio Rodriguez, I mean, Ooh, that one, I was, I was, I was a little bit more surprised uh, yes. that Julio got got the call right away. And did you see the video the Mariners put out, oh. um, basically a, of Scott Service giving the news to Julio? That was just that's heartwarming stuff, man. Like that just no. that that gives you goosebumps. Eye jerker for sure, and that's what I was actually I was actually gonna bring you jerker, not eye jerker. Well, that you, yeah. yeah <laughs> Come on, man. Eye jerker. Well, yeah, I cried so much. I guess my. <laughs> oh man. Is awesome, and if you haven't seen it, I'm sure you can find it on Twitter somewhere. But I mean, is this happening? Is MLB actually sort of getting these young studs marketed out so that the young people can be excited about them and our sport can grow? It just we've complained about that for years and years and years. Um, and here we are getting all sorts of cool things like the Julio video, um, Bobby Witt's coming up. I mean, some of these the mitt for Torkelson, like you said, these are the things that are cool and are going to sell the brand. Right. I mean, that's yeah. pretty exciting too. I, I think yeah, it's awesome a little bit, but yeah, especially the Julio video. I mean, the video of, um, you know, in the manager's office, him breaking the news to him, seeing the reaction, you know, watching him realize his dreams coming true, you know, in real life, in real time. That's something that that's incredibly exciting. I think would really help uh, grow the game. And, you know, really, I mean, when we looked at the, the CBA talks, I mean, this past offseason, um, you know, there's a lot of focus on, you know, trying to make sure that teams weren't manipulating service time. And, you know, we could get these guys called up, you know, in previous years, a lot of these guys, they'd be kept down for the first at least, you know, two, three weeks of the season. So the team could get an extra year or two of control. But that's not happening here. These guys are coming up and the only guys that are being kept down uh, really, you know, in like the, the top 10 here are Riley Green, who's hurt, and Adley Rutschman, who's hurt. I mean, that's the only reason those guys aren't making the opening day roster. I mean, this is something uh, in- incredible uh, that MLB is, is doing a lot that, you know, these teams are calling these guys up and they're putting them on the opening day roster because they deserve to be there. And then we have the Pirates sending down O'Neill Cruz and Ron. Unless you play for the Pirates. Yeah, yeah unless you play for the Pirates. About. They're still in, in the olden times. They're, they're not with the new times now. But that's the Pirates, so that's almost really to be expected. Yeah, and of course, talking about O'Neill Cruz and Ron Z. Contreras, both we won't be seeing right away. Um, they, they got some flack for that, whereas these other teams are getting celebrated, as they should. I mean, Julio being up is just going to be freaking awesome. Um, and the thing is, these guys all earned it, which is nice to see. You know, remember the good old days? You got to earn your job in spring training. Like, that's back now. Like, these guys all had huge springs where if you send them down, it was just so obvious. So um, the problem is O'Neill Cruz had a great spring too, and <laughs> didn't do anything. It's um, the pirates. Okay. Here's what we're going to do for the news and notes. It's just too intense. We almost have to make a whole episode on the news and notes. So I'm going to just give you some, uh, a piece of news. And then I want you to give me one sentence reaction. Okay. All right. it's like, you know how we like to do rapid fire stuff here. Okay. Sure. Yeah. And um, I'll, I'll chime in on a few that I think I, I have a sentence that will be useful. But um, Luis Mato starting in high A. Love to see it. Yuri Perez at double A. That is absolutely incredible. And I, I think this dude's a, an incredible 
pitching prospect. And he's going to be starting against uh, Biloxi, facing Gary Mitchell and Joey Weimer. So I'm going to love to see that. Nick Lodolo looks like he might make that rotation. I mean, they got plenty of openings in that Cincinnati Reds rotation, so I'm not surprised. Jeremy Pena looks to be the starting shortstop for the Houston Astros. Give him a shot. I mean, Carlos Correa's gone, so now there's no one blocking him. Uh, Diego Castillo led the world in home runs for the Pirates, and he's going to be the starting shortstop or some sort of starting spot for the Pirates. Well, at least they didn't send him down to AAA. Uh, Tucker Davidson looks like he's a spot for the Braves, which I'll take this one because I'm the Braves guy, I guess. So yeah. uh, underrated, left on, uh, low ceiling guy. Uh, but to beat out the other arms that he did is pretty impressive because you had Kyle Mueller getting set down. Uh, Stephen Kwan is going to make his big debut here, hopefully as a starting right fielder for the Guardians. Yeah, they need some outfield help. So good to see Kwan get a shot. That's a dark horse rookie of the year candidate. I mean, if these other, I mean, the problem is everybody's so stacked, but like if those other guys kind of, you know, something happens and he just, he's the dark horse. Like he's just, he might just hit 315 this year for just FYI. Yeah. Um, Matt Brash is going to be in the rotation for the Seattle Mariners. Filth machine. I absolutely love it. Kate Cavalli is not going to be in the rotation for the Nationals. Didn't he give up like 11 runs to the Cardinals in one inning? Uh, you know, maybe he needs some seasoning still. Yes. Uh, we might see Caleb Killian within the first two or three months of the season because he's opening up at AAA. I mean, there, there's plenty of uh, opportunities for him at the big league level. So, you know, he could come up pretty soon. Is C.J. Abrams going to be the starting right fielder for the Padres? Man, the Padres have such a position player mess, man. I mean, it's, I mean, if he can handle it, sure, but uh, it's really kind of an odd spot for him, I think. Yeah, I mean, I'm although you know Abrams better than me. Yeah, um, I imagine that if that's like the backup plan when Tatis is back and there's just too many spots. Uh, too many players for not enough spots would be my guess. Um, I still got plenty of news and notes. I mean, Hunter Green, I don't know if we were on the air last time when it was official that he's going to be in the rotation. A um, couple of guys, you know, we were kind of hoping maybe Nolan Gorman could break camp, but he doesn't. Um, D.L. Hall, that inning he threw, looked like he might be making it. Nick Prado also looked like he might be making it. MJ Melendez also looked like they... He might be making it. Those guys do not make the major league roster, but we're going to be seeing them soon. I mean, we have so many. I, I can't remember a time where there are so many prospects this close to the majors at the top of lists. Like this list for top prospects in June is going to look so different than it is right now. It's going to be incredible. Yeah, man, I'm absolutely pumped for it. I mean, you're going to have so many graduations and, you know, really the, this young wave of talent coming forward. It, it's exciting for the game. And, uh, Exciting for a lot of these teams, seeing these prospects come up. Speaking of which, I do want to take a moment here to mention our sponsor. Again, the wonderful Fan Tracks. Just finishing up our Highlander draft here. Well, that's, you know, that was, I guess, mine. Um, but we, we were doing that on Fan Tracks, and uh, it was crazy because we have some open universe spots. So we wanted to, well, I don't, I didn't want to. I'm by no means uh, commissioner of this, of course, James Anderson and um, all those guys over there were 
nice enough to invite me in, but they have an open universe slot. So people are drafting college players. I could have drafted. I was thinking about drafting a Japanese import, but there just doesn't seem to be anybody too crazy coming in in the next year or two. So, but I still had the chance to do that on Fantrax, which is incredible. So the amount of options that Fantrax has is just out of this world, absolutely free as well. You can sign up today. Um, and if you do that, you will be entered in for that game day experience that they still have going on. I think we've mentioned that a few times here. Um, I think you still have a chance for a week or two to enter up, and that is going to enter you and your entire league mate to win tickets to any MLB regular season game for you and your entire league, including airfare and stuff, to get over there. So wherever that game might be, if you want to check it out with your league mates, um, you get to take your league there, and you don't even have to enter a new account you can join a new league in any of the leagues that you're in right now you'll be entered automatically you don't have to do a thing i mean what a nice way to start the season here with fantrax so again if you do need to sign up please 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 if you could use www.fantrax.com slash prospects 1500 so that they know that you're hearing it this through that medium and you know we can build our relationship because if there's one platform and one company i would like to build a relationship with this podcast it's definitely fan tracks so sign up today join another league or two i mean who doesn't want to have a last minute draft right before the season starts right david oh yeah i, I had uh two simultaneously on sunday night uh, that was that was not great yeah and i do want to actually go over that highlander draft with you because i did draft a lot of prospects and uh, but i just we don't have time on this episode and the draft's still technically going so we'll save that for next week i think but let's get on and I, 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 I skipped a lot of news and notes. Um, so yeah. we'll get, uh, we'll just have to make more podcasts. So I'm sorry. Oh, sorry about that, guys. Oh. More content for you. But let's go ahead and talk about bold predictions because that's what you do when it's two days before opening day. All right. I think that's what you do. So I was listening to that episode that we did last year about this time. I think it was April 7th. We actually had done it. We, you and I had both gone to opening day. I went to the Angels game. You went to your Brewers. Um, the COVID restrictions were still in place. And I was remembering a story um, that, you know, it took me two hours to get a beer. But anyway, we won't have to deal with that this year, I don't think. Um, but our bold predictions were pretty good. Uh, well, not they weren't too bold, I guess, in terms of the divisions. Like, we, we picked our teams. Um, you had the Brewers winning it all. Yes. Didn't quite get there. They did. You, not you, quite. You were right about the division. Um, yeah. I, I had, the thanks crazy, for reminding me. Yeah, I had the Padres making the playoffs, which they did not. Oops. Um, but we got the division winners, right? I mean, the Braves, the Brewers, we were right. I think we both picked the Dodgers. I think I might've yeah. picked the Padres. We were both wrong with that one. That was about the only one we got like completely off. We didn't see the giants coming at all. No. <laughs> um, and uh, I think I had uh, you had the White Sox going, I think, or I something like that. But yeah, uh, I, I had the White Sox. I think I had a Brewers White Sox World yeah, Series and both Sox, got yeah. bounced in the LDS. Yeah, but they made in the playoffs. That was pretty good. Um, we got the Astros right. I think I had the Angels making it when they shouldn't have. But anyway, <laughs> um, pretty good. I our bold predictions were they were they were quite bold. I don't know. You probably don't remember this, but you said Travis Shaw was going to hit 30 home runs. Oh, uh, yes, I remember that remember that um so uh i i only remembered my good ones which i said vladdy would have a monster season and hit 330 which was pretty damn good 
Um, he hit 311, but he did have a monster season. So I, I take enough. that as a win. I was pretty happy with that because we didn't know Vlad was a monster yet, quite yet at that point. We knew he was great, yeah. but not not a monster, which is what he is. <laughs> um, so let's go over these divisions. We'll go over it quickly because again, this we're we're not baseball guys, we're prospect guys, and we have a lot of bold predictions to go with prospects. But I think we just owe it to the industry to give our picks, right? Yeah. So yeah. We got to pick six teams to make the playoffs. Okay. I don't even really understand how it's going to work until I see it. So let's just pick our division winners and then you pick three wild card teams. And then we won't worry about who plays who um, because there's buys now. Uh, <laughs> not used to it. Sorry. Yeah. But then we'll just, we'll give our NLCS ALCS picks. Okay. So we have, uh, would you like to start in the American League or the National League, my friend? Uh, let's do American League. Okay, yeah, sounds good. Okay, um, we'll go with the AL West. Who do you have winning in the AL West? I have the Seattle Mariners oh. winning the AL West. I have them finally breaking that drought. I believe in them. I do too. I was I was hoping either A, you would agree with me, which is fantastic you did that, or you'd pick the Astros, and then I could say, why the heck do you like the Astros this year? They lost everybody. Like, the Astros lost yeah. a ton. So I think that... So that team is nasty. They're definitely going to, I think they're going to win that as well. What about in the central? Um, AL central, I'm going to have the Chicago White Sox uh, winning it again. Yeah, that's pretty chalky. I don't, I, I think the twins made a nice push that I didn't, you know, but they were so far behind for me that I agree with the White Sox. Okay. The, the tricky, those, I mean, I think the AL West might be a surprise to some. I think a lot of people still take the Astros. I think I saw, uh, ESPN had predicted that Mariners were going to lose 90 games or something. It was something nuts. What? Yeah, it was crazy. So maybe it is a big surprise, but we know that they're awesome. They are. Um, what do you got? What about the AL East? This is a fascinating one here. Yeah, very, know. very crowded uh, division, but I am going to uh, go with the Tampa Bay Rays. Once again, oh. I just, it, it's Tampa Bay. I don't know. Somehow they just keep on doing it. Yeah. Fair enough. I mean, I, I do have the Rays making the playoffs, but I'm going to have the Red Sox winning the division. I just think oh. Trevor, Trevor Story puts them over the edge, and uh, they're going to have a, a great season. They need I know. Toronto is there. close, man. Toronto oh, is I have, close. I have four teams making the playoffs from the East. Wow. <laughs> I put all three wildcard teams. I don't even know if that's possible, but I put the Blue Jays, Yankees, and Rays as the wildcard teams. Wow. That is, uh, that is bold. That's a bold prediction. All right, first bold. Well, I think that those three teams are better than any of the other teams in the other divisions. I don't think that's crazy. No. No, I don't don't think that's too crazy. Yeah, who do you have as your uh, three wild card teams? Um, I'm gonna have uh, Toronto for one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I think Minnesota is going to make it. Okay. Um. And they're pitching. I just don't know where their pitching's coming from. Yeah, but I mean, they could also, you know, get upgrades midseason, um, and you know, maybe have some good luck there. I don't know. I actually have a great um, Twins pitcher in my bold predictions. You'll never see it coming, so probably not. But, but um, and then happen, you know, you're and then the final spot. This might count as a bold prediction. Mm-hmm. The Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Mm, uh, I want claiming to. that final wild card. 
I wanted to as well. And then I looked at their pitching staff and it's the same thing. It's just so brutal. If one injury happens, which yeah, guard Otani, let's be honest, like I yeah. love Otani, but that guy has a lot of ways to get hurt beyond just pitching, which is scary. Yeah. Because he could be stealing second base and he's the only pitcher that still is going to hit. Yeah. Yeah, it's so, so it's so fascinating, so fascinating. But love the Angels. Everything goes according to plan. They might win the World Series, but it has to go exactly according to plan. Um, okay, fair enough. So uh, you don't have the Yankees making the playoffs, then, is what you're saying? No, well, no, I'm not super high on the Yankees. I mean, where did they get better? Yeah, I mean, uh, Josh Donaldson, I don't know if it makes him better or not. but eh, that was, that was a nice If he's pick. healthy. Uh, and you get a full season of Joey Gallo and Rizzo. Yeah. There's no holes in the lineup. The pitching, again, is tough. The bullpen is sick. That's what got them into the playoffs for me is their bullpen is so good. Yeah. Chapman just, I don't know how you hit Chapman. Um, but, yeah, fair enough. I mean, that's a good point. They're, they're definitely older, and I think that's scary. Yeah. But, Let's let's just move on. Uh, get past the storm of the wild card and the play-in games and the buys. Who do you have in the ALCS? Uh, in the ALCS, let's see. I got my two teams are going to be. Uh, I'm going to have Tampa Bay in there because Tampa Bay. Um, and I'm going to. I'm going to double down on the White Sox again because why not? Okay, very nice. I have the White Sox in as well against the Blue Jays. Oh, okay, like, very nice. If can get in, they're, they're going to be pretty nasty because of all these teams I'm looking at, like, with, you know, the, the they don't have the ace, the bona fide ace. I mean, the Yankees have Cole, which if they get into playoffs could be dangerous. But, like, the Red Sox probably don't have the bona fide ace. The Rays, I guess, you know, who knows what they do. And then you got Giolito, I guess, is good. But, I mean, Robbie Ray, I, I like him a lot. So, they just get through the playoffs in my book. So you, uh, who do you have going to the World Series then? Um, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. Okay, I have the White Sox going. All right. So I'm doubling down a little bit on the White Sox as well. All right, let's move on over to the NL. Do we uh, – I mean, you know my pick for the NL East, I assume, and I know your pick for the NL Central, but we should probably yep. put it on the record. I have the Braves winning the NL East. I have the Brewers winning the NL Central. And I have the Brewers winning the NL Central and... And I have the Braves winning the NL East. That's beautiful. As it should be. Um, yeah. I think the same goes for the NL West, right? Yeah, Dodgers. Chalk. Very chalky here. Um, I think the other, you know, the AL is a little bit more open with those divisions. So, yeah, Braves, Brewers, Dodgers. So you got to pick three more teams to make the playoffs. I struggled with this one a little bit. I just think they're so much worse than these three teams, but yeah. What do you got? All right. Uh, my wild card teams. I got the giants. Mm-hmm. I got the Padres mm-hmm. making it this year. Um, and to fill out the field, I am going to have, uh, <laughs> let's go to the Phillies. Uh, okay. Cause why I not? The, I had the Phillies too. Then I crossed them out and I put the Cardinals. Yeah. The Cardinals have have a way of just being annoying like that. Yep. I have the Giants and Padres as well. And then I looked at the Cardinals and I just didn't – And their pitching is the the weakness. I guess that starting rotation doesn't really scare you. But it was – I mean, the Phillies defense. I just can't get behind 
backing that defense. It's going to be so funny to yeah, watch. Yeah, but that offense, though, if you that hit enough, defense good. doesn't really matter. Yeah, and their pitching staff's pretty darn good, too. But, man, you're going to have – you have to play Schorber or Castellanos. You have the Alec Baum at third. You, It's just – it's really bad. So, I had them. I did have them. I, I will give that to you, but then I crossed them out and said Cardinals. Yeah. Okay, all that stuff by the by. We have the NLCS. <laughs> People aren't going to like mine, I don't think. But what are you? what is your NLCS? Uh, my NLCS is the Brewers, shockingly, against the Dodgers, shockingly. Yeah. I have a third straight Dodgers-Braves NLCS. <laughs> That'll be fun for everybody. Oh, yeah. Um, but I do not have the Braves moving on. Really? No, I think the Dodgers are just too good, so I have the Dodgers going to the World Series. In a seven-game series, anything can happen, man. Well, we've already done it. We've already proven it. Love it. Yeah. I just don't think we can do it two years in a row. Yeah, it's a completely different year. Completely different team. Who knows? I think that's also the point. You know, you played all those games last year, emotional games, that it catches up to you there in in the end. I mean, to make the NLCS after the World Series and your third straight NLCS is by no means a failure, so... But do you yeah. think the Brewers have enough to beat the Dodgers? In, his, in a given seven-game series, yeah, I think they do. I think they got the pitching to match up with and, and beat yeah. just about anybody, even the Dodgers. You know, even the lineup that they have now with uh, with Freddie Freeman and, and all those guys, you know, in, in their lineup, it, it's ridiculous. But with the rotation the Brewers have, I mean, you go through Burns, Woodruff, Peralta, uh, then you mix in a Hauser or a Lauer, and you got uh, Ashby that can fill in as well. You got Williams and Hader in the pen. Uh, that pitching can take on anybody, no matter how star-studded their lineup is. Um, so, yeah, you can call me a homer if you want, but I'm still I'm still sticking with it. So they're going to beat the Dodgers. I just don't know if you can score runs. That's the thing. You got to you got to score some runs. If Yelch and Hira bounce back to what they're supposed oh, to be, then Hira? yeah, then, oh, then, you then can't then we'll be on Hira though. I mean, Yelch, I'll give you, but I mean, if you're holding some hope on Hira, <laughs> oh, I mean, it's it's not necessarily a holding hope, but like when he's right, he can be a, a 300 hitter with 30 home runs in a season. I hope that you know it, if he's right, he can do that. Now, I mean, you also got Rowdy Telez that you're also kind of believing in. And, you know, if neither of those guys pan out, they can try to get a first baseman at the deadline, yeah, you know? So. Okay, so you got Brewers, White Sox. Are you going to take the Brewers again? I got Brewers, Rays. Oh, Brewers, Rays. I have the White Sox. I have, I have White Sox, Dodgers. That's right. You didn't pick the same. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, mm, man, that is tough. But... <sighs> Do I continue to be a homer? It didn't work last year is all I'm saying. I yeah, it's true. It, it did I'd not. I'd rather be wrong and have them win than to wait. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the the Rays are just, God, the Rays are so loaded. I think I'm going to have to go with Tampa. All right. Fair enough. That means that you have a good chance to win. Now. You can't jinx yourself. That's good. There you go. Yeah. All right. I have the Dodgers winning. It's not very – I'm Shocking. just going with the odds on here. Um, that team – is disgusting. They they their pitching is not as good though. That, that's for sure. But who cares with that lineup? <laughs> One through yeah. nine with a DH now. Bullpen sucks though. We took their closer, which was cool. Oh and yeah. So they have a they yeah, have now a, they got Kimbrel though. Yeah. Five years ago, I'd been really scared. You know, I saw Kimbrel the first time 
um, in Dodger Stadium. He came out. I think he made his debut in Dodger Stadium. I might be incorrect. Somebody might need to look that up. But I think he made his debut at the game I was at. He was like, you know, the sixth inning guy at that point, just making, you know, didn't know who he was. But I remember coming up. I was like, hey, glad to have you up, Greg. And then, uh, yeah. Anyway, the point is, that's really hilarious that those two are um, on those teams now. And the Dodgers are loaded. The problem is with the damn Dodgers is they have so many prospects to go fix anything that happens. You know, they got a loaded system and they have all the money in the world. So they'll absolutely. Yeah, they're annoying. All right. Let's go ahead and they're very annoying. That's why we beat them. Um, let's go ahead and take a break right here. We'll come back. I, ha- I want to go over some award predictions and then uh, that'll lead us into the rookie of the years, which I think is a nice segue then into all our prospect predictions. And I got some crazy ones. I'm not going to lie. I went kind of crazy on some of these. Um, so I hope you have some crazy ones too. We'll be right back after this is futures focus. David Gasper. My name is Alex Sanchez. We'll be right back. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. And we're back. Futures Focus here with you. My name is Alex Sanchez. David Gasper joining me. This is a podcast brought to you by Prospects 1500. We uh, we have uh, a World Series predictions. So that was kind of fun. Always good to go over. Um, I don't I don't know if last year we did our MVP and Cy Young prediction. I figured we could do that really quickly. Lead on to the Rookie of the Year, which then gets us a nice segue to those prospects. So I'll tell you my MVP and Cy Young, and then. Um, you tell me yours. Okay. So in the AL, I have a guy. I am, I'm all in on this guy. Um, and um, it's Raphael Devers. I think he's going to win MVP. Oh. Oh, that that, that is a little bold there. Perhaps. No, no, I'm not. I'm not trying to be bold on this. I genuinely believe it. I think he is in for like a 45 homer season and hitting over 300 and just like i mean hey you see you've seen his spring right it's disgusting yeah so i think and he's at that age where it's like breakout city alert time he's on a great team he's gonna have a bunch of rbis and have a bunch of runs scored um you know not not a lot of defensive value for sure but i don't think we care about that yet too much in the mvp wrote so um and my cy young garrett cole um, I looked around the league for a Cy Young, and uh, in the AL at least, it was very difficult to be confident in anybody. Like you could go Robbie Ray again, I felt, but like there's just not a lot of aces, aces in the AL. I found after looking through this, I'm probably forgetting somebody like a Giolito, I guess, maybe or something like that. But I have Garrett Cole winning the Cy Young. I feel like he bounces back, just dominates. So who do you got? 
Um, so for my American League MVP, uh, I am going with uh, Vlad Guerrero Jr. Um, because, I mean, he came so close last year. If it if it wasn't for Shohei Otani having an absolutely ridiculous, redonkulous, however you want to describe it, season, uh, he would have won in any other normal year. Uh, I don't know if Otani can repeat that type of performance, both offensively and uh, pitching. Um, so I'm going to go with uh, Vladdy Jr. for MVP. Um, and then Cy Young, uh, I mean, it's it's so tough. Um, <laughs> Very tough in the AL. Yeah, it's... <sighs> I, I like I, I don't I really don't know like who kind of to believe. I mean, yeah, you got Giolito, you got Cole. Um but I think I think I may end up going with uh with Robbie Ray once again. again. Back to back. I don't know. Yeah. He's been so inconsistent. I can't imagine that he puts forth that year, but I love yeah, Robbie who Ray. Knows? I mean, maybe he's figured maybe, it out. Yeah. I, he's so fun to watch with those tight pants and his. Grandpa. Oh yeah, gotta love it. I mean, otherwise Shane Bieber is another candidate now. Yeah, now that's a nice healthy. one. Yeah, there's a nice one. Um, that's interesting. Yeah, I just it's so that it just seems so obvious to do Garrett Cole. So I just I go obvious with that one. But um, yeah, with Otani, I just wanted to mention that really quick. Like, if he puts up the exact same numbers, for sure MVP again. But there's a great chance he doesn't put up those types of numbers, but puts up great numbers. Like maybe he hits 34 home runs and has like a three, eight ERA or something. And the fact that we've seen it before, I think he might lose some votes. And if Vladdy has a good season, I think they'll be back on kind of like equal playing field, especially if the team, you know, the, the blue Jays are having a great season. The angels maybe aren't, you know, I think that might come into play now too, because with Otani it was so obvious, we'd never seen anything like that. You had to reward him. All right, I'm going to let you go first here. I think I know who your Cy Young Award candidate is, or at least one of three possible choices. <laughs> um, but I, I'm interested to see who you think the MVP, because it's not coming from the Brewers. MVP? Yeah, probably not. <laughs> it, it would take a, a miracle um, for for something like that to happen. I mean, I, I don't even I don't think Yelich is going to get back to to that kind of point uh, right away here and. Adamus is not close enough to, to being at that level, I don't think, yet. So, um, yeah, my Cy Young is going to be Corbin Burns uh, again. I've been on Corbin Burns' Cy Young hype train for years, and it finally came to fruition last year. Uh, so I can finally pull the I told you so on mm-hmm. everyone. That's nice. Um, yeah, oh, yeah. Got to take your victory laps when you can, man. Um, so, yeah, I, I think he's definitely got a good chance of repeating again, but... Also, other good candidates there, Brandon Woodruff, Freddie Peralta. And Freddie Peralta is on your uh, team in the uh, Highlander uh, Invitational Dynasty team there. So, uh, perhaps you are on the Freddie Peralta Cy Young hype train. I I did. I had him on here on my list, and then I crossed him out for somebody else. Oops. So, runner-up. Pretty good. I'll take that. My Cy Young is uh, Walker Bueller. Uh, Of course. Yeah. My MVP is not as chalky, though, I don't think. My MVPs, I guess, are not as chalky. Oh, yeah? Who's your MVP? I got Matt Olson. Of course you do. But this one is not as a homer pick. And, I, you know, I say that with, it's impossible to come out 
truthfully on that. But yeah. the things that he did, you have to remember he did it in a worse lineup. There's no doubt about that in Oakland. And he did it in one of the worst places to hit in the major leagues in Oakland. And he still put up like close to six war and incredible stuff. So that porch in right field is going to give him another five home runs easily. I'd imagine he's going to hit better because he won't foul out. He hits a foul ball, 20 rows up in every other stadium and it's caught in Oakland. So I think his numbers go up and they were already insane numbers. Um, There's your MVP. Plus it was also kind of difficult because really it's Bryce Harper and it's like, who else? Uh, Juan Soto, who is my pick. Well, um, okay, I know so, I know his team sucks. Yeah, that's the um, problem with that. Yeah, but yeah, Juan, I mean, obviously Soto. But but he's Juan Soto. Yeah. No, I mean I get that point. I don't know if we're you think the league's ready to do that. You know, and he'd have to be so. Well, I mean, last so year, look, look at the three MVP finalists last year yeah, in the okay. National League. They all missed the playoffs. Didn't the AL candidates miss the playoffs as well? Yeah, but like the, I mean, the, the MVPs went to two non-playoff players. Yeah, that's a, but they were also in it. Like those teams were close enough. Whereas like the Nationals are going to be Nationals weren't, and Soto was still there. No, I know that's what I'm saying. The Nationals are going to be well out of the race, I think. So you're going to be you're giving it to a last place team, almost. That's what's tough. Yeah, but I mean it's it's I mean John Carlos Stanton did it a couple years ago when he was on the Marlins. Yeah, there, no, there's definitely precedent for it, and that's a good pick. Uh, I just, I don't always, in my mind, I just go right to it has to be a decent team, and then if it's not, I just eliminate them. But yeah, obviously Juan Soto is probably the best hitter on the planet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay, so Juan Soto is gonna win your MVP because it, it, it does get hard, like because that, I I looked at Harper and I think the Phillies are a good team, and I looked at the Braves who are obviously a good team, and. I don't think Acuna is gonna. I think Acuna has a great chance to win it too, because he's gonna be back yeah. sooner. But it's it's a weird, Dude, it's a it's kind of the opposite of the AL Cy Young, right? There's just not a a lot to choose from. Yeah. Dude, I was in a um, just like a regular fantasy league, uh, you know, like a redraft uh, draft the other day. Ronald Acuna was sitting there in the fifth round, and I'm just like, I'm just like, guys, I'm taking the steal of the draft right here. Boom. And I took Acuna. Yeah. And I could not be happier, man. I, I mean, I, he may have to be on the IL for the first, like, what, month or so? Not even, yeah. He said he's ready now. Yeah, so, I mean, getting him the in, DH, the, in the fifth? Yeah, the DH, you're missing, I would in, say. In a 10-team league? I would say he's back by April 25th. That would be my, my date. Yeah. He's back before May. So yeah. you'll, you'll, miss, you'll miss a chunk, for sure. Yeah. But, he might not run as much this year. But yeah, still. but it's a 10-team league. It's not that deep. So, anyway. You know, I, I can pick um, someone up in the meantime. Do you have Rookie of the Year picked out? Oh, man. This is so, the American League Rookie of the Year is so tough. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Um, but I think I just got to lean Bobby Witt. Bobby Witt? Great. I, I'm all, I'm all on the Bobby Witt train. Yeah. So... Here's what I did with my picks. I picked who I really do think would win it. And I picked Julio Rodriguez because with a full year, um, I just think we're going to see something incredible. Um, but what I did is my runner-ups, I went bold. I went super bold for my runner-ups. So I okay. want to talk about that after. Um, but who do you have winning it in the NL? That's a little trickier in the NL. Yeah. Um, 
let's see. Who do we got as the rookies coming up here in the National League? We got Green and Lodolo in Cincinnati. Um, who else do we got here? Well, as you're thinking, I will tell you mine because I had already predicted this in my five years look ahead or 10 year look ahead article I did on the site. Uh, probably 10 years ago? ago. No, I did. I, I, I looked into the future, 10 years into the future. Ah. About the Padres and what they were at. And I had uh, Abrams winning this, the rookie of the year this year. So I'm going to stay with that and say he wins it. Okay. Fair enough. Um, I think I'm going to end up going with. Uh, I, I think I got to go with Hunter Green. I, I, I mean, he, you got a 102 mile an hour fastball. Um, you know, he, he's got all the stuff there. I mean, coming into, into that rotation, he's going to get the opportunity to play, uh, all season long in that rotation. I think he's going to put up numbers good enough to, to kind of vault himself into that rookie of the year conversation. I have a bold prediction here. Like I said, the runner up, I, I have the Reds pitcher as well, except it's not Hunter Green. It's Nick Lodolo. And it's not Nick Lodolo. What? It's River San Martin is going to win, be the runner-up rookie of the year in the NL. That's my. It's a bold one. I went bold wow. there. Wow. Yeah, th- that is bold there. Yeah. He's an interesting prospect. He's still a prospect. Uh, a little older, of course. But the lefty doesn't throw hard at all. But he has a funky delivery. It's weird. It comes at you quick. He's had, I mean, he had a great little debut there at the end of 2021. I don't think we've mentioned his name once on this podcast. Um, but took him in the Highlander um, uh, Dynasty Invitational. So that's a, it's a bold one. And my bold one in the AL as well, Josh Winder is going to be runner-up in the in the AL Cy Young. Really? AL, not the Cy Young. AL Rookie of the Year, Josh Winder. So those really? are bold ones. I went bold. I'm going That's bold. very bold. Yeah, thank you. Just think maybe maybe Bobby does like a, you know, 260, 20 and 20 and Josh Winder comes up and, and wins 15 games. I don't know. They might give it to him second. OK, are you using win like game wins as a stat for a pitcher? No, I, of course I'm not. But I think the voters are uh, still. Uh, I feel like that's I not been much of a thing are. recently. I feel like most of the voters have kind of been against that. But even over Torkelson, over right. over. Over Julio, over Rutschman, over I have Julio winning. Okay, okay, but still over Torkelson, over Witt, over Adley, over all these guys over there. Yeah. Josh Lowe. I just feel like there's going to be a rookie that comes up that we don't expect to be better than all those guys, and I picked a, a kind of a crazy one. I'll admit that for sure. I like Winder a lot. I like right. both of these guys a lot. All right, man. So there you go. All right, that's just the beginning because I have a lot more of those. If you like those two, I got some some more crazy ones. No, nah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, this has been the Futures Focus podcast. We'll be back. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Rookie of the Year, there you go. Um, I mean, I don't know how else to organize this. I, uh, I have a bunch of prospects that just – kind of came to me that i thought we might talk about do you uh you know just want to hear them or do you have a do you have some uh, yeah man let's do it okay you can critique it remember some of these are bold and uh some of them aren't as bold i don't think but uh i'm gonna piss off some people oh that's always fun Mm -hmm. all right um these two guys have starting positions locked up 
at a premium position for their team. Competitive teams, by the way. Um, Bryson Stott and Jeremy Pena. One of them will be out of a job by June. Ooh. I like that. I never really liked Do you have a prediction on which, or do you want me to guess uh, which? No, that's the prediction. I'm just hedging my bets a little bit. Okay. Um, Of those two, I would guess Stott will be out of a job. Yeah. Yeah. Because the Phillies have just kind of shown a little uh, impatience in recent years with uh, some of their young guys. Yes. And. a little bit longer but I, I just feel like one of those are bound to just not be great because they haven't had monster seasons in the minors you know so i feel like such a big jump and i know st- they had monster springs for sure i mean they had incredible springs so that's why i had to go one of the two <laughs> all right yeah you ready you ready for another one i'm ready for another one okay i have a couple ones that you probably you know prospects we've talked about a few times so i'll say i'll mix them in here um, those are, I think those are surprising ones right there. Um, here's one, a guy, you know, I like Brian Rocchio will play in a hundred plus games this year. Okay. I could see that. I could see I that am, happening. I told Cleveland you Wander, needs some help. Wonder Franco light over there in Cleveland. Yeah. Will Let's they have go. the courage to call him up for a hundred games though? Well, they, I mean, they, they, um, we didn't mention Lavastida, the catcher, also being brought up with zero games experience. I I shouldn't say that. I don't know. Well, Luke Maley is hurt and Josh Naylor yeah, is hurt. Yeah, like, let's say they deal Jose Ramirez and Rocchio time after he's hitting, you know, 400 in AAA or whatever, wherever he starts. Man, can you imagine the prospect hall that Jose Ramirez would bring? Yeah. He's an incredible player. Yeah, absolutely incredible. incredible. Apparently your Padres are, are going after him. Uh, yeah, I think Cor- it's too late now. I think at this point, you, you're going to wait now. But I mean, that would certainly cost you Hassell or Abrams. Uh, yeah, for sure. I think it would. If pro- not both. Who were they? They were uh, for Brian Reynolds. There was like the offer kind of leaked out that it's either Hassel or it's Gore and um no, it's either Abrams. What was shoot? No, I don't think Abrams was in it. I think it was Gore and somebody else. Oh, gosh. I should have had Camposano? that. Camposano? No, it was somebody better than – but I whatever, the names that are coming to my mind, I don't think – Mears? Uh, anyway, I'll try to find that. But anyway, the point is they wanted a haul for Brian Reynolds. Right. Um, so I can't imagine what Jose Ramirez would be. Um, all right. We'll go with one that's a little negative. Uh, Anthony Volpe struggles in double A and falls into the top 60 and 70 range. Oh, okay. Okay. Look, I could see that. I mean, I, he succeeded all, all down in a ball, but double A is really kind of the true test for a prospect. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not saying this, the shine comes off entirely, but we got people talking about promotions this year for this guy. Um, and I love what I've seen so far. There's no doubt about it. He gets a lot of high marks for his work ethic and stuff like that, which I think in the long run, he'll be very successful, but I just don't think it's going to be this like straightforward meteor, uh, you know, meteor type of prospect coming right up and helping this year. So he struggles a little bit. 
in double yeah. A and falls into our 60-70 range and go buy low at that point, I think, is what I'll be yeah. saying. Do you want a, a similar type of a bold prediction from me? I would like to. Yeah, I need a break. Yeah, th- th- this is going to be uh, – I may also get some hate for this, but Julio Rodriguez is going to initially struggle – with the uh, Mariners here in his first year, kind of like Jared Kelnick. I mean, he got brought up, had a whole bunch of hype. Uh, he struggled uh, a lot when he came up. Um, and I think uh, Julio, I mean, the, they've been, you know, aggressive with uh, Julio there. I think, he'll, you know, he didn't play in AAA at all, right? Yeah, Julio did. Oh, he did? There was yeah. a handful of games. Or I don't know. I thought he was, yeah, was still can. I'll, uh, yeah. I'll tell you exactly what. I forgot the number of games there. It was a sh- very small amount, no doubt, but he did make it up. Let me click on his name here. I like the end of the season there. Uh, no, maybe not. Maybe I was wrong. Yeah, just double A. Hit 362 in double A as a 20 year old. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, those numbers are still ridiculous, but um, you know, I, I think making that jump, you know, there's a there's a chance he could struggle uh, initially here for a little bit, maybe. Uh, you know, not do quite as well as everyone uh, is thinking that he's going to do initially. So, you know, there there could be that kind of initial slow progression before he gets his uh gets himself yeah. settled at the big league level. And let's not forget, you know, Vlad and Wander, which were both, I would say, generational prospects. Uh, they came up and didn't have you know that 300 plus batting average with all these home runs. You know, they had great debuts good debuts for sure no no doubt they didn't struggle struggle but they weren't prime so the odds are that one of these big three or four guys are going to have kind of just a very rude awakening their first year and there's yeah. also good odds that one of them is going to have just the mvp type of season as well i think <laughs> so there's just incredible yeah. talent fantastic I, I like that i mean i don't like it for my rookie of the year prediction but um, right you know it'd be interesting to see it happen because he's never struggled for a second. In no, the, the most struggle he's had is when he was an A ball and hit 293 uh, in 67 games. As an 18-year-old. Um, yeah. So. He is so special, man. I, yeah. I, 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 I've been watching in, in more and more of him now in the spring training. And I love Bobby Witt. And I think he's very special, too. But bat only, I think Julio is number one prospect but the fact yeah. that wit will play an above average premium position is why i i still have him well i think also that wit was closer you know yeah, like too. yeah mm-hmm. yeah That's true. so you knew so you i mean when, right when they graduated it's like oh yeah he would have moved up but julio's just coming on too fast can't wait can't wait can't wait um I got a few more if you don't mind and, and go ahead you man some, you, you can uh, just jump on in there anytime but uh here we go all right, I I, I got to do my uh, – the guy you know I, I'm going to talk about, Michael Harris. Um, he's going to make his debut this year. Oh, it's big time. I, I think that's kind of bold as he's quite young. But he looks very ready. I mean, the bats he's taking, um, and it, it's quite fascinating. Um, I saw some, you know, some full at bats. You don't really get those same sort of looks. And the way he can go to the opposite field – means he's never going to just have this struggle. And there's a great chance that, you know, one of Marcelo Zuna, Adam Duvall, Eddie, Eddie Rosario just flame out. <laughs> like, let's be honest. Love those guys in terms of 
their ceiling, but their floors are all quite low as well for a championship team. So, um, and the Braves do this. They'll, they'll try guys young. They'll bring Hayward, you know, they brought Hayward up. Um, they've tried prospects that flamed out because of, you know, put Charles Thomas out there. That's a nice name drop for some Braves fans. Oh, wow. Um, but I, I feel like if, if, they think he's ready. He'll come up. I don't think they have any problem bringing him up. So we're going to see Michael yeah. Harris this year is what I'm saying. All right. I got, I got a bowl one here. Come, come Let's back at you. No, another kind of a debut piece, but I did this also for, uh, for my Brewers bowl predictions uh, that I did it over at, uh, at reviewing the brew, but Bryce Terang, Ethan small and Garrett Mitchell all make their MLB debuts this season. That's 2018, 2019 and 2020. First round picks for the Brewers. I have them all making their debuts. Ethan Small, that's not really a surprise. Craig Council has said that Small is going to make starts for them this year. Uh, Terang, he's in AAA. He's blocked uh, positionally by Willie Adamas and Colton Wong and Luis Arias. But uh, I think there's going to be an opportunity for him to, to come on up. Uh, and Garrett Mitchell, I know some people have kind of soured on Mitchell because, you, know, du- you know, he went to AA last year and didn't do that well dealt with some injuries you know when he did play wasn't super great uh but i think it's going to be a a really strong bounce back year for for mitchell i mean he was dealing with like strep throat like really severe strep throat and like you know some illnesses and stuff um so i think he's going to come back healthy this year and he's just going to dominate and and be that prospect that we all saw of him uh in college and uh you know back in, in 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 the draft and in high a so uh, I, I think that could push him to perhaps a late season promotion to to Milwaukee as well. So all three of those guys making it this year is what I got. Yeah, yeah. very nice. I mean, those three names you mentioned on the infield, sort of like those outfielders I named for the Braves, like they've been good lately, but they've also shown that they can be quite awful at the major league level. And, you know, there's a great chance one of them just doesn't have it anymore. I don't know which one it would be, but yeah. Um, and then boom, Terang's up just like that or an injury too. I mean, that's the other thing with, you know, these guys yeah. can get hurt at any, any moment. So very nice. All right. I would love to see Garrett Mitchell this year. I think that's an interesting. Me one. too. Yeah. Um. All right. I got a, a few more here. We're going to go uh, some bold ones. I got two really bold ones. I think here. Um, oh boy. Actually they're all bold. <laughs> I'm looking at these. These are all pretty crazy. So don't, don't kill me too much. Um. Kevin Alcantara. Cubs prospect, 18-year-old guy, will be a consensus top 20 prospect by the end of the year. What? You're crazy. I love this guy. I think he <laughs> is amazing. He's going to be a top 20. Don't forget, though, before you get all crazy, so many guys are going to graduate. Oh, yeah. Like, literally, and, and that's true. It's a good point. The top 50 is going to graduate this year. And uh, so I think there's going to be a lot of openings. Um, and I, I think that... Alcantara is going to do some crazy good things. I'm just very, very in on him. So top 20 prospect. What about this one? Um, Corbin Carroll produces more war than Alec Thomas, Geraldo Perdomo, and Seth Beer. Dot, 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 combined. Whoa. Mm-hmm. You really had to add it there with the combined. Yeah, that's the bold part. I don't think it's very. too bold until I add that combined part. <laughs> Yeah, that, that does make it bold. So, rationale behind this, war, that's the key thing. Um, I don't think Seth Beer is going to get too high of war, even if he hits 
25 home runs, you know? Yeah. It's going to be an empty 25, and there's no defensive value. Perdomo, I, I still like him, but hit or miss on whether he's even a major leaguer at this point. The other one is, then it's basically like Alec Thomas, like versus Corbin Carroll. Do like Alec Thomas, but let's just say Carroll comes up in June and just has an awesome debut. I think it's pretty possible that this happens. Yeah, no, no, I I could definitely see it if, if the right circumstances line up there. Again, bold predictions. Let me just kind of say that. Um, I got three more. So if you got any more, and I know you had a bunch at over at the Brewers, um, you had some Brewers predictions. But um, if you got to throw any any more out, let me I, I do not have any more uh, prospect bold predictions here. Okay, um, we'll go rapid fire. Well, not too rapid fire. We still got some time. But um, we talked about him a little bit earlier. Caleb Killi- uh, Killian will dominate before getting shut down in quotation marks. So he uh, he'll, he's going to come up later, going to dominate, and then the Cubs are going to shut him down because they have nothing to play for. But we're going to get a nice glimpse of him <laughs> in the future. Like dominate, 0.9 ERA, something like that. Oh, wow. Something like that. Like it's going to be incredible. But he's going to get shut down, so we won't get to see him all. All right. Why, why would he pitch in meaningless games for the Cubs? In, uh, yeah. In Okay, I have your minor league home run leader here. Oh, boy. Minor league home run leader. I don't think he's going to get called up, so I think he stays in the minors for sure because he's on a team that if if, he, if he's getting called up on this team, then a lot of things went wrong. It is Everson Pereira leads the minors in home runs. Wow. And again, Everson I'm not Pereira. Pulling, yeah, I'm not pulling these names out of nowhere. His batted ball profile is the thing of legend. So if you ever go and get a chance to to check it out, the the well, in, instead of doing that, why don't you just listen to me as I I should have had this pulled up. Well, let me as I pull it up, let me tell you my last one as well. It's another Yankees one. I can't believe I did another Yankees one. But Jason Dominguez finishes the season hitting 220. Ooh. Yeah. Screw you, Dominguez. The Martian. Yeah. Disappointing season for him. Anyway, okay, I have these numbers up, by the way. Okay, so he had a 25% K rate, which is not bad, by the way, Everson Pereira. Um, and he had a hard hit rate of over 45%, which is insane. 45, he had a 47% hard hit strength on his on his batted ball profile. Like, that's unbelievable. Yeah. And he hit 19 home, uh, 20 home runs last year in less than 300 plate appearances. So that's that's why I, I didn't randomly pick that guy up. I mean, yeah. his batted profile suggests that he can hit like 40 home runs in the minors. Will he or not? I mean, that's the bold prediction part. But yeah. I, I've got a different minor league home run leader for you, and this okay. may not surprise you at all. Joey Weimer. Ooh. Hit 27 last year. He swings the bat like it's freaking a toothpick. He swings it so hard. Um, and he can hit the ball 500 miles, and he's built like a lumberjack. And he hit 27 last year. It's it's insane, the, the incredible raw power that he has. Mm-hmm. So love it because I love him as well for fantasy purposes. I mean, there's not many better – potential ceiling guys than him. Uh, but if he yeah. is doing that, I think that he would get the call before Garrett Mitchell 
in the Brewers, you know, eh. his, his path would be, I mean, he's 23. He's, but, he's, yeah, potentially. I mean, the, I mean, he was a college guy just like Mitchell was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, they're, they're in the same draft. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah. we'll kind of see what kind of needs arise. I mean, Weimer's more of a right fielder uh, with, I mean, he's got a cannon for an arm uh, and Mitchell's more of a center fielder. Um, but I mean, they both have really good speed. Um, so, I mean, it, it really kind of could go either way. I mean, I'm a big believer in both, so it, it could be, uh, a number of different ways there. Yeah. Fantastic. All right. There's our bold predictions. It is time. It is, you know, we're, we're recording this on April 5th, April 7th, just a couple of days away. We get minor league baseball starting up. We have major league baseball, which is almost minor league baseball in a sense, because we have so many prospects making their debut. We'll make a podcast again of going over those debuts. I'm sure we'll overanalyze everything, but we're going to have major league at bats for all of our favorite prospects. We've been waiting for years and years to come up. How exciting. David, thanks for joining me here. Um, what are you doing for opening day, by the way? Um, so on opening day on the seventh year, uh, the Brewers are on the road. So I'm just going to kind of be watching it from home, uh, drinking a beer. Um, but at the Brewers home opener, I got tickets. I'm going to be there. So uh, it's going to be a, it's going to be a fun time. Yeah, I think it should be a national holiday, but, uh, Me too. a lot of people do not think that, um, going to the Braves Dodgers game when they come over here. Nice. Yeah. So I'm got. Uh, I have uh, you know that meme where you, Futurama guy is holding up money, saying, "Take it, you know, take my money." Yeah. Shut the up and take released, my money. Yeah. Yeah. Shut up and take my money. The Braves released the gold outlined World Series jerseys. So. Oh yeah. Obviously, I have to pay whatever the price is for that. <laughs> and yeah, uh, I will be wearing that. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Well, thank you so much for listening. This is Futures Focus. This podcast brought to you by Prospects 1500. My name, Alex Sanchez. David Gasper joining me as always. Happy opening day, everybody. We'll see you after this weekend and uh, go over everything. Futures Focus is out.